And now, it's time to sit back and enjoy the Two True Freaks Internet Radio Broadcast. Hope and Chris finish the last episode of Star Wars The Clone Wars. Luckily, dependable Dave Filoni and crew create Rebels with new characters, new places, and new adventures. Thus, keeping hope alive for this podcast. Welcome to J-Guys and Jedi. Hi everyone, welcome to a brand new episode of J-Guys and Jedi, a weekly podcast talking about something Star Wars related. <laughs> so, uh, like last week, where we had the Force Fest panel I was part of, this week is going to be the Dragon Con panel. Um, Dragon Con is just a really super special thing to both me and this show. That's actually how me and Chris met, and now, oh, 12 years later, we're still friends and podcasting together, and it was because we met at Dragon Con back in 2008. So, this was a fun one, um, and it was really emotional. I was feeling kind of bummed this year about not being able to go to Dragon Con, so I was really excited to be able to participate um, with the Star Wars track and do Dragon Con Goes Virtual. So, this is the Clone Wars recap panel. Uh, the moderator was a really awesome guy named Colby. Uh, I, we, we, met, uh, we met for the panel, and then we've just been kind of chatting ever since, and he seems like a really cool dude. But, oh man. Oh, man, it was so good seeing Melissa and Logan's faces. Um, I had paneled with them last year, uh, so you can actually go back to our animation panel from last year, and they were on the panel with me, and it was just so good seeing Melissa and Logan again. I I actually got, like, super emotional seeing them, because it just was like, I'm not a dragon con, but there they are, and... <laughs> Uh, it was really, really good, and I also got to meet Miles, and Miles is just this really great kid. He is a trivia master, he's so smart and bright, he has such a bright future ahead of him, and it was, I, I've been getting to know his mom and his dad the last uh, few months and chatting with them and stuff, so it was so good to like finally meet Miles for like, for real. And we had a really great t chat um, beforehand. She's not on the panel, but uh, shout out to Miss Brandy. Uh, she is the head of the, the Star Wars track at Dragon Con, and she just works tirelessly to run this amazing track. And she is just the best. And thank you for thank you for letting me be a part of this uh, this this panel, Miss Brandy, because it was just so so much fun. It was so good to see everybody. So yeah, uh, we talked about Clone Wars as a whole, and we speculated for about 10 minutes about the coming Bad Batch series. So I hope you enjoy it, and here is the Dragon Con Clone Wars recap panel. Bye guys! And I promise you for real, next week we will be doing Star Clone Wars Season 7. Next week. For real this time. For sure. Okay, bye. Good morning, and welcome to the Star Wars at Dragon Con Clone Wars recap panel. Uh, my name is Colby Cowherd. I am moderating this panel for the track. I'm a volunteer with Star Wars Track. Um, we're going to spend about an hour today talking about 
the recap of the seventh season of Clone Wars, as well as a few other topics, we'll venture outside. Um, if you want to find this later, you can find it on Star Wars Dragon Con on Facebook or on our YouTube channel, Star Wars Dragon Con. I assume that's where you're watching it if you're watching it later anyway. Uh, so that's where we're to be found. We also have a Twitter um, under Star Wars Dragon Con. I myself, if you choose to find me, can be found on Twitter at Colby the Lawyer. And I'm going to go down and introduce our panelists and let them introduce themselves uh, and state where they can be found. Then we'll get into the meat of it. Um, let's see. Why don't we start with you, Logan? All right. Uh, my name is Logan McGaw. I am 17 years old and am still in high school. Uh, my introduction to Star Wars was through the Clone Wars. Uh, and through that, it spanned off into me liking a bunch of other things, such as art and i have my own art page on instagram you can follow me at logan.magaw at artist i post a lot of like star wars fan art um and a bunch of other stuff whether it's fan art or just original stuff miles um hi i'm miles willis um my introduction to star wars was through a new hope uh but uh, shortly after i uh found clone wars on netflix and i uh I've been in love with it ever since. Uh, I have followed it since I was about six years old. So, uh, yeah, Clone Wars a huge part of my Thank you. Hi, I'm Hope Molinex. I am the um, owner of geekygirlexperience.com, where I write about animation, Star Wars, queer discussions, and sometimes all at the same time. Um, I also am the co-podcaster for J Guys and Jedi, where we're going through what we call the Filoni-verse. And we've already talked about about 300 episodes about Star Wars animation. And while I, I watched the, I watched Star Wars when I was growing up, but Clone Wars is like what really got me as a child. Here's my Rex tattoo. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, like Clone Wars is, was my gateway into the fandom, like for real. So I, this, the show means a lot to me. Great. And last but not least, Melissa. Uh, my name is Melissa. I'm a simple nerd trying to make my way in the universe. I don't have a, a bit of a Twitter. It's <laughs> uh, CC11766. Um, I blame my husband for dragging me into this. No. Clone Wars was fantastic. And yeah, that was pretty much my gateway drug into playing plastic spaceman. <laughs> Great. And I want to point out real quick before we get started, because I think it's amazing that we all pretty much unintentionally ended up with a uh, helmet in our background. And our track director was here, and she had one <laughs> as well earlier. And it all happened unplanned. Pretty great. Uh, so I think you all pretty much touched on this when you introduced yourselves, but I'm going to throw it out for our first discussion point, is to talk about what it is about Clone Wars um, that resonated with so many people that that brought so many people into the franchise and why it's still so uh, dear to our hearts 12 years later. You know, when we found out we were getting another season, I think everybody kind of collectively lost their mind. Um, I don't particularly have a, uh, I don't have a, a thought on this, but I'm going to bounce it out to you guys. So let's go backwards from the way we did earlier. So Melissa, what, what is it about Clone Wars that really just resonates with Star Wars fans? The uh, in-depth character development. You get all these little snippets of characters in the original trilogy. You become back in Clone Wars. You get 
history and relationship advancement and then the world itself is expanded visually with all of the different planets and cultures that are shown. Awesome. Oh, what do you think? Um, for, for me personally, um, it was the, the most real it ever felt. Um, the reason that like growing up with the original trilogy and the prequel never resonated with me was because like Leia and Padme and these characters, like they felt so great and so amazing and awesome that I couldn't see myself in them because I felt very flawed. And then this kid came out and she was the most flawed character I've ever seen. And I she resonated with me so much to see her struggle. And Clone Wars to me felt so anchored in our real world. There's politics, there's these grand stories, but it's also about everyday people and just trying to find your place. And it also helps that it's a television format. When you have, what, like 200 hours worth of Star Wars, you can tell a much deeper story than you can in like a two hour movie. Yeah. Miles? What do you think? Um, so what really strikes me is just like the hope and Melissa said about the amount of in-depth characters. Like we get in the original Attack of the Clones and Revenge of the Sith, the only two movies where we really see clone trailers. We just know them as the clones of Django Fred. They're voiced by Tamir Morrison. The only clone's face we really see is uh Captain Jack and a couple, Cody and a couple others. Um, but Clone Wars gave just so much depth into characters like Rex and uh, characters that we already had, like Cody and uh, entirely new uh, characters like Fives and Echo and just the entire lore of all the and uh, their relationships with their Jedi generals and their Jedi commander and their relationship with uh, one of my favorite is the episode The Deserter, uh, which is where Rex uh, a deserter clone uh, named Cut McQueen, and he uh, thinks he's, uh, Rex thinks he's a coward who's deserted the army, but uh, he just wanted to have a different life, and that's what really strikes me about Clone Wars, is how every clone is different. They're not, they are clones of the same DNA, but they all have incredibly different personalities. And yeah, I, that's one of the reasons why I love it. That's an awesome point. And Logan, I'm going to give you one second, but maybe think of something. Um, I, I do think that is one of the best themes of the cartoon, because um, I don't think anybody really expected that, that it was going to be about the clones, that it was going to show their development. And people get yeah. into these clones, and you learn how they're different people. And one of my favorite things, and this goes back a while, because I was really into the uh, Republic Mando books before Clone Wars, too. It's kind of the same stuff. Um, and I'm into anything from the clones' perspective showing that they're different or from other people's perspective showing that the clones are different. I wanted to ask real quick before we get to Logan, has anybody started this book yet? Um, I watched Star Wars stuff on it, that was it. You what? I, I watched Star Wars Explained popping out the book. Oh, okay. Yeah, I haven't watched that yet. I didn't want to be spoiled, but it's basically adaptations of episodes. I've only read one. The first one is of the very first episode, the one with Yoda and Kinko Kinko, and it fleshes out. Um, just recommending the book on what Miles was talking about. It fleshes out um, how Yoda sees the clones as different people, and it's very interesting. So I highly recommend that. But I don't want to talk to you. So Logan, go ahead. What do you think? With me, like I was years old when I first saw the Clone Wars movie. Then, like at that time, I had not very many friends whatsoever. 
uh, and I was introduced to the Clone Wars, and through Clone Wars, I was then introduced to other things such as like Transformers, Halo, and Clone Wars was my bridge into so much of my life. Like I know it sounds like dramatic and obsessive when I say Clone Wars is who I like because of Clone Wars, that's who I am. But it is like that's what made me who I am. Like I got into art because of Clone Wars and the Clone Troopers. Like lots of my personality it comes based off of characters such as Rex and Ahsoka. Like Clone Wars has a very special place in my heart just because of how much it's influenced me and my life and just how many Yeah, and Hope has the, the patch I made for the five oh first. Like it, it's just such a great thing. Like, and being just just being a Star Wars fan, like, it's amazing. Love that. That's fact. not going to go back up on there without me having to tackle my bookshelf. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, I, I think those are all great. I think it's clear that Clone Wars means a lot to a lot of people for a lot of different reasons. So let's jump right into it. What we're here to talk about today uh, is season seven. And uh, let's all just kind of rap about season seven for a while, what we thought, what we were expecting, what we got out of it. I'll, I'll start just briefly myself saying that it was a little bit hit or miss for me. Um, I, Ahsoka is probably one of my favorite characters in all of Star Wars. My car is named Ahsoka. So uh, seeing her was all the, the last episodes of Darth Maul were amazing. Before that, I could kind of take or leave the rest of the season, but I would have watched no matter how bad it was, that animation is just gorgeous, like you said, Logan. So what does everybody else think about season seven? Whoever wants to start. I will be on the Ahsoka walkabout Trace Martez defense squad forever. Um, because I, I I understand, like, I love the story of that Ahsoka's walkabout. I love the characters. I love the Martez sisters. I love the story they were telling. Um, it just wasn't the best executed story. But for me personally, what I thought was so unique about those four episodes, because I know everybody else is going to talk about Siege Mandalore and everything, so I must defend this. Um, those were very rebels and resistance stories in the middle of Clone Wars, because Clone Wars has always been plot forcing character development, while rebels and resistance is character forcing plot development. And so when you have an arc like Ahsoka's Walkabout, where it's a very character-centric arc, and you have these, um, they're, they're the ones that's driving the plot, it can come off as very different and unique. And, I mean, to not mince words, if Bad Batch and Ahsoka's Walkabout was in any other season, they'd be fine. But because they're in this heightened final season, you know, our expectations was crazy, and I don't think that's fair to hold that against those episodes um especially just because i mean we all we were all there for siege of mandalore the first eight episodes are like this is fine um and they were never supposed to be in the final season bad batch and ahsoka's walkabout was never supposed to be in the final season they just fit in there and they had to retailer these stories but i i love what those i loved seeing a very rebels and resistance storyline in the middle of clone wars um and with with the martez sisters and i will defend them forever <laughs> before somebody else talks i just want to uh for anybody watching in case it's not clear there will be <laughs> that's fine i don't think you even said anything i just you gotta drop that disclaimer right you know we're talking about season seven if you haven't seen it sorry go ahead no, i'm just laughing at the stormtrooper parade oh, going on yeah, behind yeah. 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 something going on in that log cabin <laughs> 
<laughs> okay, so I guess I'll go next. Uh, I have to mute myself. What's going on over there? So I guess I'll go next. Um, when I first discovered that season seven was going to be returning, the Clone Wars was returning, I, like, honestly, God, I actually started crying with tears of joy. I was so happy because it was literally my childhood that was coming back from the dead. Um, we have a recording of me crying because I was at work and I immediately called my co-podcaster and it caught his Skype and we actually have a recording of me sobbing on our podcast. <laughs> we were at an armor party when they uh, were doing that and my friend Lady Rex was, at, was in the panel when they did the announcement. She's messaging me and she's calling me and she's crying and I'm watching it on my phone and I'm crying and people are coming in from the garage like, did somebody die? And I was like, Rex lives! <laughs> Yeah, I was just, uh, I think I was at my house just, it was just after a regular old day of school, and I looked at my phone, and I saw, oh, what's this? Something about Clone Wars, and I saw Clone Wars Season 7, and I, I, my mind was blown, my, as Logan said, my childhood was, had been risen from the dead, and I, I was, I was just in shock because I never thought, I had seen the uh, unfinished uh, episodes, the, uh, the Oberon Anakin uh, Crystal, I forgot what that arc was named, but uh, uh, I'd seen the, crisis. Uh, yeah, the Crystal Crisis, yeah. Um, but I, I never thought it would come back, uh, and I was just in absolute shock. And then when I first saw the trailer with Ahsoka turning around with Anakin saying, uh, so, what's so important? You brought us all the way back here, and then Ahsoka turned around. I cried. <laughs> I well, what, what were some of you guys' thoughts on the Bad Batch? Because um, it felt like coming home to me. Like when I first saw that first fortune cookie platitude, I was just like, "We're home." <laughs> uh, I'm gonna take that one because we kind of got off track there. <laughs> uh, so. Like, Bad Batch, I was very happy to see because I had seen the original story reels, like the really rough animation of Bad Batch. So I was super excited to see them returning. But the biggest thing for Bad Batch was the fact that Echo was still alive. And I remember being really young after, right after Clone Wars was canceled, uh, my mom came to me and stuff like that. Like she was on the Star Wars website. She's like, hey, Logan, do you know who uh, Echo is? I'm like, oh, yeah. Uh, he was the clone trooper who got blown up in the Citadel. Don't you remember? I was bawling my eyes out because that was the first time I ever watched someone I cared about die. And she's like, uh, apparently he's alive. And she showed me like Dave's like concept sketch. And I freaked out. I'm like, Echo's alive. And then we get to see the finished version. And I felt so... I hurt just seeing this poor, poor man was broken and it hurt me, but I was so happy to see him like get himself back together in the final episode of Bad Batch. Yeah. And just, yeah. it just felt like back together again. And I love the part where uh, at the end, of, I think it was at the end of the third episode of the Bad Batch, we thought Echo might have actually been uh, still struggling. Oh, like halfway turned because at the end of that episode, the fire in his yeah. eyes and it's just such a complicated 
are at surface level, it seems just like, oh, there's a batch of clones, but it's just so complicated with the whole Echo storyline, and it broke my heart yeah, again, like Logan. Uh, it broke my heart to see Echo uh, just uh, attached to all those tubes on Skako Minor and mm-hmm. what Tambor and all those steppy clankers did to him. Reminded me of like Frankenstein. Yeah. Yeah. But it, it's also, I mean, because the Clone Wars has so many different individualized stories for each of the clones. Echo started out with his name because he parroted regulations. Yeah. And then yeah. at the end, he was able to make his own choice to determine his future and to watch the, his growth from, from the cadet going, oh, no, no, we can't do this. It's against regulations. All the way through the end where he's just like, I, 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 I've got to be my own man. Just yeah. watching that that development with the Bad Batch was was outstanding. And I love yeah. the knock that uh, with the uh, blue handprint from Loki's. Uh, mm-hmm. uh, he gets new armor in the final episode of Bad Batch. We can see since the Bad Batch is very like skull related. Like Hunter has the skull tattoo on his face, and Wrecker has like a skull uh, partway on his helmet. Uh, uh, we can see very briefly that Echo has his uh, has like a little his skull print. Where the handprint was, which really hit. Dama Fraud and Rex will always be with Echo, even if he's not with them. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I I think Rex's story is really important in that, too. Um, In my personal opinion, there are three main characters of of Clone Wars, which is Anakin, Ahsoka, and Rex. Um, And we had gotten uh, Anakin's journey for the last six seasons. And this whole season was about getting Ahsoka and Rex emotionally to Order 66 and getting to them to that place. And watching Rex in the Bad Batch was the very epitome of Star Wars to me um, because he had lost so much. And we as fans knew Order 66 was like, what, three weeks away or something? (laughs) So like, and, and the fact that episode three is just looming on the horizon just heightens the season so much more. And then we have Rex, and we know he's lost so much. We know he's about to lose so much. So just the hope of saving one person is it just to save and impact that one person and change them. To me, it was one of the most Star Wars stories that Clone Wars has told, that sometimes you just have to save one. So it gave him personally the, the willingness to keep fighting, um, especially seeing him survive Umbara, which felt so hopeless. And this was like his comeback from Umbara to where he found his hope again. And I I wonder if this was his first step in the Rebels where he saved Gregor and Wolf. Like how many clones has he saved after saving Echo? Like, is this the first one of many? Yeah, let's come back to that. Oh, go ahead. I, I was gonna say, let's come back to that when we get into Bad Batch, which we're gonna do towards the end, because I think there's a lot there, um, the, the show, I mean. Um, but that's a good segue into talking about what we all want to talk about for the next 10 minutes or so, which is the season of Mandalore. <laughs> and, like, was, and if anybody says one cotton word about it, you can be kicked out. Just kidding. Uh, I, go ahead. Whoever wants to talk about I, it. I call Siege of Mandalore mostly the episode, uh, The Phantom Apprentice, the anti My Little Pony episode, because uh, Maul was right, but because friendship and love was in the way. <laughs> It actually ruined the day. <laughs> so I call it the anti My Little Pony episode, where friendship and love ruins everything. Because yeah. Maul was right. Uh, it hurts. Like Siege of Mandalore was one on an animation and visual level was 
spectacularly beautiful. It, just, it was great to watch. It was great to Bless you. Thank you. Sorry. I didn't, I didn't realize how much I needed to see Rex and the 501st slash 332nd like fighting Mandalorians and such. And watch Ahsoka fight Maul. And when and I remember like two years ago at Dragon Con, I had asked Timmy Gilroy about the fact of like, oh, why did Wolf shoot a cane and stuff like that? And he's like, oh, he has PTSD from Order 66. And we're like, what? And then we get to this episode and stuff like that. And we see Rex have to execute the order. And I'm like, wait, please, not like this. No, 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 no. And it hurt. And it especially hurt to watch. It hurt to watch Rex cry and stuff like that because he was my favorite character and then we just see him cry and just like find fives everything happens ahsoka's like screw you maul i don't care about you go go cause some chaos um have fun um i don't care thank you for making it okay for men to cry too dave filoni (laughs) it's okay people show emotions then we have it's okay then we have when like they're all in the hangar and stuff like that and uh, Rex is like, so I'm gonna have to kill my brother. So it's like, no, and we just see him like just crying again. But by far, my favorite scene, all of Star Wars, all of Clone Wars, was when you have Rex and Ahsoka fighting back to back in the hangar, being sworn by clone troopers. It was just great to see. Like they just look so tired, exhausted, but they just keep fighting, and it's great. It shows like their determination just to just get out of there, survive. Yes. And, and the development of the trust and relationship through all the fights that they have been in, that they know the other person will cover their back. Even yeah. through Order 66, that particular moment of horror, they're still there for each other, covering one another's back. Like, un- subconsciously, they're just doing it. All right, the That scene where the, the ship is going down and they're outside, that's next level. I mean, yeah, right. uh, it was just amazing. <laughs> Well, like, even during the Maul scene where Ahsoka, after Ahsoka frees Maul so he can get his passion, that scene really struck me as well, because that was also, like, uh, along with the, like, just the violence that Maul ensues there, he just, like, murders all those clones, like, it's just that's you can just see like we'd already gotten so much of Maul in season five at the end of season four with his weird spider leg arachnid Maul and uh and yeah that was scary but we just really see how freaking scary he is he just murdered he like he did not feel like murders all those clones He's not a cardboard cutout villain. He has yeah. depth of character. Yeah. He is somebody you are scared of because of yeah. how smart he is and how he can use people against you. Yeah, it felt very Vader. <laughs> Which is funny because in episode one, he was like the most cardboard cutout villain ever. Yeah. 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 He, thanks, Clone Wars, for making for developing your villains very well. I know. Rebels was where I found fell in love with Maul, but then going back and rewatching Clone Wars, I was like, I love him so much. He's my spiky boy. Um, for, for me, I, I also think it the Siege of Mandalore did a really good job of showing how unfair everything was. Um, I because I, I lost it with Jesse, um, and 
I I remember I was recording video reactions and I know I cried for 12 minutes straight just over Jesse. Um, and it dawned on me that I was like, he did not survive Umbara and the unfairness of Umbara and almost being killed on that planet by Pong Krell to have his entire like autonomy taken away from him to die in this needless war. And I, I think that's what really like that final image of Ahsoka standing in front of all the clones really hit home how senseless this was all, how, how unfair it was that we that they went on this long journey and for for nothing it was for palpatine they went on this long journey for palpatine and that to me was one of the most powerful images that ahsoka being the best of the jedi and not even a jedi and wanting to do everything in her power to save these clones that she loves and grew up with and understanding that they can't control what they're doing and she has to lose it all and so does rex and it was just one of the most powerful endings I've ever seen in a Star Wars. I mean, please, please put it on a movie theater. I will pay to go see C.J. Mandalorian in a movie theater. Well, that kind of brings me to our next topic. I want to uh, guide towards that, actually, because I was going to say, uh, when when this started, we knew we were in for something special. When that first episode of C.J. Mandalorian started, it started like a movie. And um, It started I thought, with the old Lucasfilm logo, yeah, right? Like, with, film, that the original Clone Wars had. Red. Yeah. And then it went yeah. And, and I thought I noticed the animation, I thought even jumped up a notch between the Trace Martez and immediately it just looked realistic. It looked like a movie. So all of these themes and all of this pain and everything, obviously this was such an important story for Dave Filoni to tell. This was very crucial to him for some reason. So I wanted to throw it out to y'all. What do you think the, the theme of this story was? Why do you think this story was so crucial? Well, it was um, his opus for one. Yeah. I'm sorry. It was his opus. I really liked. Uh, uh, this is just a comment on uh, what you guys were saying about the Lucasfilm logo. Uh, I really liked how uh, almost all the Clone Wars uh, until about season four were just the regular yellow logo, and then uh, once it's more like like Ventress centered and Maul centered episodes, we get like red logoed. Uh, episodes and then in that uh in that i think four episode uh joy dark with the uh oh, what was that little dude's name the little green guy oh guess gone oh yeah sure guess gone yeah. um and r2 uh and the logo turned uh blue for droids uh and i loved how they used that as symbolism for the different kinds of stories and how dark it gets at the end of Clone Wars with the Siege of Mandalore, all, all those episodes were the red logos. And back to what Colby was saying about the theme, I think the theme of Clone Wars is just the senseless violence that Palpatine ensues and how much of an evil person he is. He, every single death that we see in the Clone Wars was caused by Palpatine in some way. All, all of the hardship that our favorite characters have gone through have mostly been caused by Palpatine and his cronies and his droids, which is just so sad because these these clones, they they never would have been, it's really hard for them, they never would have even been created if not for the war, if not for Palpatine, but Palpatine is causing them to lose their brothers, which is just depressing. I want to say the theme of Clone Wars, I would be deception 
like kind of like bouncing off of like what Miles was saying, this whole thing is orchestrated by Palpatine. Everyone was deceived throughout the entire thing. Like we had the Jedi who were deceived. We had the clones who were deceived. Like the entire galaxy was deceived because one guy was able to just outsmart all of them by just using their greatest fears against them, essentially. And what makes it like Order 66 like so tragic and stuff like that is through the deception of the clones, he would Palpatine won. Like, uh, we have all these moments where all these clone troopers uh, turn on their Jedi. Like, we've seen that some of the clones did try to fight it, such as like Gray, like Commander Gray from the Kanan comics, or Rex and Clone Boys. We know that they tried to fight it as best they could, but even then, they couldn't fight against the deception that Palpatine had done. And in the end, as uh, Ezra said in Star Wars Rebels, Jedi lost, clones lost, droids lost, Palpatine won. Like, literally all the people who were fighting, no one won. Yeah. And adding on to that deception theme, uh, very early in seasons one and two, we get a lot of, like, a whole lot of episodes about uh, Anakin and Padme trying to keep their secret a secret. Uh, because a lot of the episodes have, like, an uh, undercurrent of that. Even, like, the first, uh, the Rise of Malevolence episodes. Uh, on that that final episode where Padme gets drawn in uh, in season one, and uh, the hostage crisis episode, uh, Padme can't. Uh, she has to hide Anakin's lightsaber, and then even in early season seven, we see Anakin trying to, because uh, we see that Rex knows about Anakin and Padme, and Obi Wan knows too. Uh, I love from, that scene. That's, yeah. oh. Yeah. 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 Not well. Yeah. <laughs> Always been on the Obi Wan do all along train, so that scene was like. Yeah. And it just uh, that that's like an, another undercurrent of the de- entire discussion in Clone Wars. We keep talking about Siege of Mandalore. We could probably do that all day. Uh, the but I have a lightning round. If anybody wants to switch to a lightning round. And we've got plenty of time to vamp after that, I think. Speculate about that. Now. So yeah. my last I wanted to, because obviously we could talk about season seven all day. Um, but I was curious what um, each of you, what your favorite um, character in Clone Wars was, um, what your favorite arc in Clone Wars was, and why. Um, whoever wants to start, I'll, I'll go last, but whoever wants to start. Uh, I guess I'll go. Uh, definitely favorite character. <laughs> uh, yeah, and I'm, I know I'm not the only one here who thinks that Rex is the best Star Wars character. I'm, I'm not the only one. Uh, favorite arc would definitely be Siege of Mandalore, just from like how, like what it looks like, everything like that, what led up to it, and what it meant for me, like on an emotional level and such, because like homework grew up with me, like like the characters grew with me. So just having those, just having the Siege of Mandalore finally come to an end was very satisfying for me as a fan and as someone who has, like I got into Clone Wars when I was in kindergarten 
And now, as I'm in my final year of high school, getting ready to go off to college, Clonewood ends. Like, it was literally throughout with me throughout my entire childhood. You guys make me feel so old. <laughs> You're such babies. Oh, don't feel old. <laughs> Next generation. I know. I th- Actually, that makes me really excited. Like, I'm just sitting here, like, listening to Logan and Miles talk, and I'm just like, I am... The kids are all right. Star Wars is going to be okay in the future. Look, look at these like bright young minds talking about Clone Wars. Like professionals. And the depth of the conversation. I've uh, met Logan at DragonCon a few years ago, and he's one smart kid. I enjoy yeah. talking to him. Yay. Yeah, I mean, the three of us were on the panel last year together, so. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, my favorite character is Rex. <laughs> Go figure. Uh, and Siege of Umbara is still my, or the Umbara arc is still my favorite arc. Um, because that's when you really get to see both sides of how the clones are treated. You get to, you know, Anakin and Ahsoka and Kenobi. They're like, oh yeah, hey, we're buds. We care about you. And then you see Punk Krell and he's like, yeah, no, you're a number. Go die. Yeah. Um, my favorite character, I literally, it is physically impossible for me to decide between Ahsoka and Rex. Um, but my favorite arc is what I like to call uh, the Fives arc. It's an oh. arc uh, because it, uh, I actually do the season six arc of Fives, but I actually, usually when I rewatch this arc, I start with uh, Clone Cadets. And then I do rookies, and then uh, the Siege of Camino episodes, uh, and then I uh, watch ninety nine. And then I watch. The it's laid out in the official chronolo- uh, chronological list, isn't it? The the list that Star Wars posted the official chronology of episodes. I think that's the way it's laid out. Yeah. So, and then I watch the Citadel episodes where we think Echo dies, and then uh, and then uh, Fives uh, Fives' final arc in season six. Which is just it, it's incredibly interesting to see Fives figuring it all out and trying to tell I think uh, trying to tell Jesse and Kix and Rex about the chip in their heads and that Cam and Owen trying to stop him and I loved his droid friend uh, Az it has a full name I cannot remember I, he, he called him Az Nine I think but <laughs> he's one of my favorite Clone Wars droids. Um, that medical droid, but it's just so amazing. Hmm. And you gotta love Siege of Mandalore as well. Siege of Mandalore is right up there as well. Um, so this young woman is why I'm in the fandom in the first place. Um, not being dramatic, she she has saved my life uh, multiple times, and I uh, she helped me through really difficult times in my life, and. Um, and she helped me figure out who I was. And I I love Ahsoka Tano more, I think, than people realize <laughs> so much. So, like, she's not just my favorite Clone Wars character. She is my favorite character of all of Star Wars. And she's super cherished. Like, there's a reason I keep Ahsoka close to my heart. Um, and I I can't even begin to talk about what this character means to me without sobbing. <laughs> so... <laughs> Um, but I, if I had to pick a favorite arc, I would still have to go with Umbara. Um, but Siege of Mandalore is something special, and I think that's 
it's almost unfair to compare the rest of Clone Wars to Siege of Mandalore because it's such a special thing and it's it's a feature length film and it's 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 amazing. I can't <laughs> we don't have four hours to talk about how amazing it is. So but what about you, Goldie? Uh, well, I, I think Ahsoka is one of the greatest Star Wars characters ever created, um, but I feel like she kind of transcends Clone Wars and, and almost because she's going to be, we think, in the Mandalorian, she's been a rebel, so my favorite, uh-oh, we lost Miles. Miles, come back. Hopefully he comes back. Um, my, my favorite character that I would attribute specifically to Clone Wars uh, that I get excited every time they show up on screen is Cad Bane. Um, yes! <laughs> He was one of the first things that was introduced into the show that just felt really fresh and novel and had its own voice and tone. And so just when he showed up, I thought it brought the show to a new level. So I love, love, love Cad Bane. He's a great film. Um, He's like my third after like Rex and Ahsoka, so I feel you. Uh, for Ark, I would say Umbara, and I, I thought it was, I always thought that I was kind of alone in how much I loved that arc, but apparently there's a lot of people that think that is one of the greatest arcs. I had been watching it, and I was, when I first started watching Clone Wars, I was not that into it, and then I came, I think I only watched like most of the first season, I came back to it a few years later, and then I was getting more into it, but it wasn't until Siege of Umbara, which I think was season four, was it season yep. four, that I felt like, oh my god, this show is like, I mean, it's firing on all pistons. Um, Pong Krell's great villain. It was great. I oh, we, now we've lost two people. We're losing people. Oh, not good. <laughs> uh, well, I'll just keep vamping about Pong Krell for a minute until they come back. But um, <clears throat> I actually I played a D and D game for a while, Star Wars D and D game, and I had a character whose backstory was entirely based on the Siege of Umbara. So that's definitely why. Um, well, I don't want to get into the next topic until hopefully we've got both hey, of them. Hey! Hey! Oh, you missed you just missed me talking about Siege of Umbara for the whole time. Sorry about that. We went into like a deep diving dissertation about Umbara, so you missed it. No, you I'm didn't. sorry. I could hear you. <laughs> Girl, we could hear you. We hear everything. <laughs> Do we all have Transformers? Is that part? Did I miss that I've never gotten into Transformers. <laughs> we got helmets and Transformers. Uh, I'm prepared. So we we got about 15 minutes left. Um, we should talk about the Bad Batch because I think that's kind of the next um, after the comma that was the Siege of Mandalore. That's the next part of the sentence. Um, so what does everybody think we're gonna see in Bad Batch? What do you want to see? What don't you want to see? Um, where do you think it's going? I'll start. Yeah. <laughs> I yeah. have thoughts. Um, I, you know, after watching something like Star Wars Resistance, which is a very personal animated story, um, I I could see Bad Batch being a very personal story. Imagine, if you will, because I've written about this before. <laughs> First episode, Bad Batch chips have been activated. They're working for the Empire. And so we get to see like those beginning days of the clones transitioning into the Empire and how they're pretty much probably starting to get cast aside and everything. And the inciting incident is Rex coming in and breaking their programming. And then the rest of the show is a story of these men who 
I mean, not to mince words, they were slaves to the Republic. They were slaves to the Jedi. And for the first time ever, they're free. And they get to have these like adventures of learning what it means to be free people. And I think it, they could do something very powerful, making a very personal story, um, looking at their mental health. Um, I, I would love to see one of them be queer and like, what is romance? Like imagine like Wrecker actually being able to like schmooze ladies. Like, can you imagine the Bad Batch trying to romance people? That would be hilarious. <laughs> but they've never had this ability to be free men before and discovering a changing galaxy as them themselves are going through this huge change for the first time in their life. I, I want it to be super personal and really something small and private, not this like not like rebels, which it's like here's a small group and now they're expanding it out to the rebellion. <laughs> um and and that's what I really wanted to be. I want it to be very small and quiet and personal, personally. So yeah. I'm looking forward to the Bad Batch. It definitely seems like something that's going to be a great show. I'm looking for like something that I really want to see is maybe that like one the Bad Batch is able to just disobey the order because of their genetic modifications that causes them to mess with the chip. But I also want to see something where Echo's chip is damaged, kind of like Tough, where Echo will like go in and out of like um, trying to kill. Jedi trying to obey the Empire, blah, 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 and going back in, like, wait, what am I doing? Like, what's going on? Uh, I also want to see, like, how Wolf and Gregor survived, like, if there's any other clones who disobeyed the Order, uh, getting more of Rex and Ahsoka. Um, but something that I really want to see, like, would be maybe, like, so I know, Colby, you read the Republic Commando books. And there was something about how lots of the clone commandos were turned into Jedi hunting squads. So something that could be really cool is like in the beginning, the Bad Batch is a bunch of like, like they're a Jedi hunting squad, part of like the notorious branch of the Empire. And we get to see more of Vader and how Vader like treats them because he fought alongside them, they fought alongside him. It could be interesting to see the Poltex again. Maybe like they start harboring some Jedi. Possibly, we could see more of other planets. Uh, it's, there's other the things they could do. There's so I mean, many are, possibilities. Are we going to see them absolutely flatten Mandalore? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Because you're already starting to see the the uh, infrastructure and the dichot the various factions on Mandalore, and that's a big theme in the further series is how decimated that planet became. I think, um, I hope uh, that there's going to be at least some conflict with one of the Bad Batch having some kind of, uh, at least one of them has uh, either has the chips go in or uh, or has their chip is malfunctioning, uh, like Logan said about Echo and Tuff. Um, but, like, I believe that tech, tech is amazingly smart, so I believe that tech will take out their chips because they don't they don't work with jedi so they can't like kill the jedi but did like, they i thought tech may have hinted that he that he knew something was up i'm gonna have to go back and rewind I feel like i remember that too yeah, the, the, yeah. The, the, there was something because he he yeah. tapped his head when he was saying something and i'm gonna have to go back and watch this yeah, I'm with you on that. And I, I maybe somebody said this. Do we think it will start with Order 66? 
I didn't really touch that. I didn't that hear any of that, Logan. Oh, talking somewhere off screen. You want to try again? So something that I think would be interesting was like in it was like a deleted story thing of the Bad Batch going to critique with Yoda. So it could be interesting if they kind of took off of that where we get to see the Bad Batch on Kashyyyk when the order is given and we could see them like capture Luminara, chase down Quinlan Voss, and hunt Yoda. Like there's so many possibilities with just those three because we know what happens to Luminara. She gets captured and later killed. Quinlan Voss, we have no idea. Yoda, we know escapes, but we don't necessarily know everything that went between him Chewbacca and Tarful with them getting to the pod and stuff like that. Like I know in the Lego Star Wars game, they had to fight through a bunch of clone troopers and stuff like that and still active battle droids. That's not canon whatsoever, but it could be interesting. At the same time, we're also looking at this uh, that they find out and they do their chips and they do the right thing. But what if we're looking at the story from the wrong perspective? What if they stay imperial? That's what I was going to say. Yeah. Is it's hard to build a show around villains, but that could be interesting. Yeah. I mean, I, and they're coming to realization of what's going on and maybe showing Order 66 as a series of flashbacks yeah, as they work yeah. to get themselves free. Yeah. Another possibility could be just the Bad Batch's adventures before Order 66 during the Clone Wars. Yeah. Like, we wouldn't get Echo. Or, yeah, yeah, we can get Echo with them, but uh, we could probably get some other like segues with other characters, like maybe seeing some other Jedi, like Plo Koon or Kifisto, some of our other favorite Jedi crossing past with the Bad Batch and some of the Bad Batch's other missions and hardships and how they came to be a team. And I think it also could be fun, um, and I, by fun, I mean horribly painful. Um, if What if they split? What if half of them want to stay with the Empire and the other half want to join, like, the Rebellion? <laughs> like, that could be a very painful story, almost like Lost Stars-esque Sienna, uh, Sienna and Thane kind of story, only but with brothers. Like, it's, it's, it's so fun speculating because we honestly don't know anything about it other than the press release. This could start immediately after Clone Wars. This could start like 10 years into the Empire. And I think that's where I, I almost wanted to start immediately after Clone Wars because we've seen that point of view from the Jedi. We've seen that point of view from the Sith. We've seen that point of view from regular everyday people. But we haven't really experienced that transition from clone troopers to stormtroopers. And I think that could be really fun to look into. Like, And we could see other characters like Cody could show up. Um, we could see like Wolf and Gregor, I think, like Miles said. Um, and I think, but I, I feel <laughs> like the Rex, comments. yeah, I, oh, I, oh, we have comments. Somebody mentioned, remember from the Empire's perspective, the Empire is the good guys, they are following the law as written and are doing as they were told. So they're not the bad guys in their perspective, yeah. they're following the, the law. Shout out to it, the it's horrible law. What if they start working for the huts? For the huts. Hmm. Yeah. You know, I, I, I speculated about that too. Like with them being mercenaries, they could really take a look at the galaxy as a whole because they could be a, they could take a job for the huts so we could get scum and villainy. They could take a job for 
um, Crimson Dawn, so we could have solo connections. We could see Kira and Maul in the show. We could see early Lando. We could see, um, like, what if they did something for Bell Organa, so we could see, like, early Rebellion. Like, being mercenaries gives them the ability to go anywhere in the galaxy to go with any character and really analyze that. And honestly, I really want to see those solo connections. I want to see them take a couple of jobs for Crimson Dawn and see Kira and Maul in there and stuff. To I, I would like that. I They could really yeah. galaxy hop. That's one of Rogue One connections with um... Cassian. Yeah. yeah. That's personally my favorite idea that we've had so far is the Dad Mask being mercenaries. And I think that uh, that would really uh, be able to tie in for like a good, uh, like a bad match open world game. And don't forget Saw. Saw Guerrera. Oh, Saw Guerrera. They'd probably get a long time. I would have issues with Saw, though. Because, like, Rex had issues with Saw's extremist methods. So I think uh, Echo would also have issues. Wrecker would be on board with it, most likely. But I also love this idea of Rex being like the fairy godfather. Like every time they go slightly show so too far, he can show up and be like, guys, you need to calm down and bring it back a little bit. Okay, I'm going to come back in five episodes. <laughs> yeah, that, that's too much of a, of a MacGuffin. Let's not have Rex be the, the, the fairy god clone. Yeah. I want um, him in the first episode to set them on their journey, and then I never want to see Rex again for the rest of the series. I want him in first episode season two. Ooh. That way you have a build-up, and then you have a little teaser, and then he goes on his own little way. Oh, yeah, like it's a pivotal point. I think that that's it. I was having this conversation yesterday with a friend of mine. How many seasons do you want this to run for? Because how, like, if if this is like short, like say something like re resistance, then they need to move a certain way. If this is long, like rebels, like four seasons, and they could tell different stories, or is it seven, like Clone Wars? Like, how long do we want this to run for? Because that would determine what kind of stories they tell. FYI, this is our five minute warning. Uh, we got five minutes left. Thank we you, Brandy. This, uh, but um, yeah, two was not enough for resistance. So anyway. no, 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 no. 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 Yeah, three's a good three's a good number, yeah. Yeah. Four's good. Yeah, I feel like maybe three and like a special at the end, like a maybe like a like the a final long, like, like the final season like, having two extra episodes to movie yeah. it up at the end. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah kind of like the beginning of Rebels with the Spark of Rebellion and the beginning of Clone Wars mm -hmm. with the Clone Wars movie. Yeah. That could be a good idea. Yeah. Who's gonna die? All of them. <laughs> I can't watch Echo go down again. I can watch the others go down, but not Echo again. I can't you do know that. Here is my boy. You cannot. It's like Game of Thrones level at this point. I, yeah, I, yeah. But that could be interesting. It could cause like a rift. Like, say for instance, like um, for anybody who played Republic Commando, spoilers. Um, at the end of that game. The sharpshooter of the squad, Sev, is killed. Or goes like MIA. And, uh, and that causes the squad, like, it, you get this moment where, like, um, the, like, one of them's like, we gotta go for him. The other's like, no, we gotta, like, get out of here. And you have, like, the leader who's, like, torn. He's like, I, I don't know. And he ultimately decides to leave the guy behind. So that could be interesting where a character such as, like, maybe tech or crosshairs probably tech since he since i consider him like the weakest of the group 
because like oh, he's the MVP of the group. Like they didn't get anything done without him. I say that because he's the shortest and stuff like that. That's the only reason why. So it could be interesting if Tech is the one who goes down or one of the members, and you have like Wrecker saying like we need to go back for him. Like come on, let's get him. And we have like Hunter just torn like on what to do. Like do we um, do we leave our brother behind? and save ourselves, or do we risk literally everything to go back and get them? Yeah, I feel like I mean, also- were, the whole mission with Bad Batch was going to pick up Echo. No man left behind. Yeah, I feel like it would also be especially sad if we see something happen to Hunter, that if they lost their leader, that would cause a huge rift and a huge amount uh, of the glue holding you together. And, and Matthew in comments, yeah, feel free to movie it up, use that phrase. <laughs> Yeah, my copyright. Um. <laughs> All right. Well, I think I'm going to cut it there so we have time to again say who we were and uh, where people can find us. I want to thank all of you. You guys were great panelists. I think this was a good discussion. I definitely had fun. Um, yeah, so, Cal uh, saves them in the end. There we go. Let's bring in uh, Papa Cal. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Logan, uh, just one more time. Introduce, your, introduce yourself. Say where we can find you. And we'll go down quickly and cut it off. All right, well, my name is Logan McGaw, uh, and you can follow me and like look at my art on Instagram at logan.magaw.artist. Uh, and I just do like a bunch of like fan art as well as like some original stuff every now and again. Uh, I'm trying to do commissions because I'm poor, so please. Oh, save up for college. Um, hi, I'm Hope. I'm the webmistress of geekygirlexperience.com where I talk about animation, Star Wars, and queer stuff. I am the uh, co-podcaster for J Guys and Jedi, and I also have an animation podcast called Hope Makes Chris Watch Cartoons, where I force my co-podcaster Chris to watch my favorite animated shows, and we're currently going through Gravity Falls. So, Melissa? Uh, I'm Melissa, CC11766, simple nerd, just trying to make my way in the universe. All right, thank you. And Miles. Um, I'm Miles Willis. Um, yeah, I'm Miles Willis. Let's just say this. The Star Wars Dragon Con group has adopted Miles. That's yeah. We adopted you as well. You can kind of just say, like, Miles is a trivia master. So, Thanks. like, like he's amazing, guys. Are you going to be on it too, Miles? Yes, I'm on the trivia panel at 2. Uh, yes. Which so everybody watch that. That's coming up at 2. Uh, That'll next be nice up. to be on Star Wars Explained. Yes, yes, yeah. good point. It'll be on Star Wars Explained's YouTube channel. Thank you for that. Yep. And then uh, coming up next on our track, we've got Star Trek versus Star Wars on main programming. I'm Colby Cowherd. You can find me on Twitter if you choose to at Colby the Lawyer. Um, thank you for watching the Star Wars at Dragon Con track. Um, Shout to out to the company. chess drama. Yes. yes. Go check out the chess job if they're funny or, or kind of play them. And um, yeah, follow us on Facebook at Star Wars of Dragon Con and Twitter, Star Wars Dragon Con, YouTube, Star Wars of Dragon Con. Thank you, everybody. And I made the force be with you. Thank you. Force be with Bye, everybody. Wonderful day, everyone. Bye. Here we go for you. <laughs> Visit our website at two truefreaks.com. Two True Freaks is always spelled T-W-O-T-R-U-E 
F-R-E-A-K-S. You can email Two True Freaks directly at twotruefreaks at gmail.com. Two True Freaks and all of its excellent affiliates are available on iTunes, and you can choose to subscribe to either the entire network if you wish, or pick whichever individual shows you want to follow. We have so many shows to choose from, there's just bound to be one that appeals to your particular fandom. Just search Two True Freaks with an exclamation mark at the end, space, and the number two. You can find Two True Freaks on Facebook. Just search for Two True Freaks. If you ever leave your house and you actually have friends, why don't you tell them about Two True Freaks? If you've enjoyed our show, please, won't you take a moment to rate us on iTunes? That helps others find the show, too. Thanks for listening. And join us every Monday for new episodes of Two True Freaks. Who is that? Zoltek. Who's Zoltek? He's a he's an alien. <laughs> what kind of alien? A Tyrannosaurus alien. A alien? Yeah. Okay. You know they got those in Ninja Turtles, right? Yeah. Mm, okay. Zoltek.